Hi, this is Mark, lead pastor of Lux Digital Church. I want to thank you for joining us today and also invite you to join with us live at twitch.tv slash Church every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. EST. Thank you for joining us and please enjoy this message. Hello, Lux. Welcome to church, everybody. My name is Mark, and I am the pastor here at Lux Digital Church. I want to say uh, welcome to both Frostbite and Moonlight Ember. Welcome. Really glad to have you guys here with us tonight. Tonight, the chat's above the camera where you guys are, which is different than where it usually is. Negative CPU, I appreciate that sub, and I thank you for supporting our church family here. And thank you to Chino for leading us in a time of prayer tonight, for Sam, who led us in a time of worship this evening. And tonight, guys, we're going to close service with Silent Night later on. And so if you want to join us in that, it's a great time to go and grab, uh, you know, a candle and something like that, a lighter, um, to be able to join us at the end of the service tonight if you want to do a candlelight Silent Night with us this evening. Um, if you're here with us for the very first time, thank you for being here. I see that right there. Uh, super Sushi? Sushki? Super Sushki. Welcome in. We're so glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you for stopping by and thank you for making Lux a part of your week this week. If you are here for the very first time, thank you for stopping in. And whenever you feel comfortable, feel free to say hello in the chat or drop a follow here on the channel. If you follow the channel, we're just going to send you a DM on Twitch next week, inviting you to come and join us on Discord. And if you say hello in the chat, all that we're going to do is welcome you into the family tonight. We're so glad to have you here with us. And we'd love to see you on Discord. If you're here later on via VOD or YouTube or podcast, well, welcome to our on demand family. Thank you for coming by and hanging out with us tonight. We're so glad to have you here and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year whenever it is that you're listening to this. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. We love you and we love to see you in Discord too. So in the panels below or in the description of this episode or video, you can find a link to our Discord channel or you can just go to discord.gg slash luxdigitalchurch and we'd love to see you there as well. Now tonight we are on our annual Christmas service. We always celebrate Christmas here at Lux, the Wednesday before Christmas. And so tonight's it. We're here for Christmas and we are so excited to be celebrating Christmas along with you guys here at Lux. Over this next week, we have some really awesome things going on, including a Christmas Eve service, live stream actually at 11 p.m., and a video that drops on Christmas Eve that you do not want to miss. It'll drop on YouTube in the morning on Christmas Eve, and you can check that out there. And a couch co-op next week. We're going to be reviewing all of the really cool stuff that God has done over the course of 2023 and looking at some of the awesome stuff that's coming in 2024. You don't want to miss couch co-op next Wednesday night, which will be live on here, right here at Twitch at the same time at 8.30 p.m. EST, like we are live every single week. Now, I'm just going to preview a couple of the really cool things that have happened at our church over the course of the last year and we're going to get really into the onto that like my wife and I are going to spend a full hour talking about that stuff next year uh, or next week but um which is technically not next year it's close you ever get caught by that trick I got caught by that trick but I'll preview a couple of things like we had two children who were dedicated to the Lord from our church family this year we had five people from Lux who were baptized we had another 15 Ugandans that we got the chance to baptize we took our first local missions trip stateside and our first international missions trip this year here from Lux Digital Church we're going to go through just the incredible amount of money that was able to be given away to church planning endeavors and to orphans and to missionaries right here on Twitch. We're going to be highlighting that and going through that this upcoming Wednesday at Couch Co-op and we're so excited to just celebrate that with you, like the kingdom impact that your funding, your generosity has had over the course of the last year. We launched a child sponsorship program for children in Uganda 
in this this past September. We released two documentaries. We seen over 20 children supported through our child sponsorship program. We partnered with Love Thy Nerd to launch the very first ever Nerd Culture Ministry Summit in Marble Falls, Texas this past year. God has done some incredible stuff. And at Couch Co-op, we're going to talk a lot about what God's going to do in 2024, including our new year-long emphasis. We're also going to talk about the message series that are coming up for the first six months of the year, along with a lot of changes and new things that we're going to be doing on Wednesday nights here at Lux. We're going to be celebrating the fact that Chino has joined our staff full-time on January 1st. He will be formally our full-time creative pastor here at Lux, which is so exciting. Just about two weeks ago now, our board met together to ordain Andy as a pastor here at Lux Digital Church, which is amazing. We had a chance to interview him. So many really incredible and cool things that are going on here at our church. And 2023 has been such a blessing, and we're so excited for what God might bring in 2024. And we're just prepping for it. We're getting ready for it because, man, it has been a really good year. And we are anxious and excited to see what will come next. Now, tonight we're wrapping up not only our series called Christmas at the Movies, but we are also wrapping up our year-long emphasis focused in on the teachings and the ways and the life of Jesus Christ. Um, Tonight, we're going to be looking at one of my favorite holiday movies, although I didn't watch it as a kid. It is a Christmas classic, but before we dive in to both the nativity and the Christmas story and the Christmas movie that we're going to be watching tonight, I want to bring up for one last time our key statement for this series. Our key statement for Christmas at the Movies is make Christmas great again. Make Christmas great again. So we realize that sometimes Christmas has lost a little bit of its sparkle and a little bit of its magic. Christmas can be stressful, it can be anxiety producing, and it can just be hard, especially if we don't have the people in our lives that we want to have in our lives around Christmas time. Maybe we lost somebody this past year, or maybe many years ago, or maybe a relationship just went south this year and Christmas is going to be a hard time. We know that there are a lot of things that can kind of tarnish the shine and the beauty of Christmas. I see it in my daughter's eyes. Six and four, and they are so excited. Ari in Brooklyn, so excited for Christmas this year. They just cannot wait to get down there on Christmas morning and go underneath the tree and rip open some gifts and just enjoy their family and see their friends. They're waiting, waiting and excited for school to be done. They're going to Christmas parties. They're receiving presents. All of that stuff is just so exciting to them. But as we grow older, we sort of pick up baggage along the way. And sometimes as we pick up that baggage, it can kind of hurt us and it can make Christmas a little less than what it was supposed to be. Well, here at Lux, amongst all of the materialism and the capitalism and the gift purchasing and all of the stuff that goes on, the parties and the eggnog and the baking and the cooking and all the stuff that you have to do, the gift wrapping, yada, 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 the driving for Christmas. We believe it's not just important how we celebrate Christmas, but it's important why we celebrate Christmas or what we celebrate at Christmas, which is why this whole series, Christmas at the Movies, has been about discovering why we celebrate Christmas at all. What is Christmas all about? And why do we celebrate it? Because it is in there that we can really restore the heart and the magic and the beauty and the sparkle of Christmas Day. It's not just in the childhood fantasy of somebody coming down the chimney. It's not just in the elf and the shelf. It's not just in the magic of the moment, but it's in rediscovering the true meaning and the reason for Christmas, which is what we're gonna dive into tonight with a Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life is a beautiful Christmas movie about a guy named George, George Bailey, who owns like a bank and loan company. And uh, inside of his small town, he has spent most of his life sacrificing for the people of his town to make their lives 
better. And the scene opens up with George losing a gr bunch of money um, that he accidentally hands off to sort of one of his arch nemesis in town, somebody who wants to take over his family establishment, his bank. In doing so, he realizes that he's become bankrupt. He hits absolutely rock bottom, closes out the bank for the day right around Christmas and heads to the pub. There he drinks his worries away and he gives a prayer heartfelt to God asking for him to help. Feeling like nobody heard him, he ends up getting in a fight. Somebody comes in and punches him when he's in the bar and he stumbles out of the bar drunk to get in his car. He crashes his car on his way to an icy bridge with cold, choppy water below. Now, as we open up on this scene, that's what's going on in George's life. And I realize that for some of you, that could be a little bit triggering because George is in this scene considering taking his own life. And so if that's gonna be triggering to you, I just wanna give you a fair warning. Everything is going to be filled with hope tonight and I'm really excited for tonight's message, but we're also not gonna shy away from the very strong realities that can happen in our lives today and was certainly happening in George's life on this fateful night. So let's go ahead and watch the first clip of It's a Wonderful Life and see what's happening with George. Hey, what's the matter with you? Look where you're going. As the movie continues, George, of course, doesn't jump over the bridge, but instead Clarence, the one man that we see in that scene, other than George, is his guardian angel, sent because of his heartfelt prayer. He leaps over the side of the bridge into the icy water below because he knows George's heart, and he knows that if given the option of ending his own life or of saving somebody else's, that George will choose to save somebody else's life. And indeed, George dives into the water to save Clarence's life, and they begin having a conversation afterwards. George convinced that he's a failure and unworthy to live, that his life would honestly be better if he wasn't around, and his family family would be better off. His friends and everyone around him would simply be happier if George wasn't a part of it. He's convinced that he's worth more money for life insurance than he is to his family alive. And that's why, as he stands on the edge of the bridge, he's contemplate, contemplating bringing an end to his life. Now, oftentimes it's easy as followers of Jesus, just people in the world to think that sort of the archaic and sort of strange language of the Bible can't really relate to us. But the Bible is sort of this book that's far and distant and doesn't really connect. It's full of these stories of um, seemingly, seemingly like impossible and maybe unbelievable things and events. And certainly the Bible doesn't really connect to the very real pain that you and I actually face in the day to day, the pain that puts us at the end of our rope and takes us to the darkest place. But the Bible actually does connect to that. In fact, rather deeply. I'm going to read you a passage from the book of Psalms that comes from the writing of a man named David. It says this, I am worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all of my enemies. 
Even King David, who was wealthy and powerful, had virtually everything at his fingertips, had moments of total and complete desperation throughout his life. Before he was king and after he became king, he had moments where he was ready to just come to an end of everything. And there's actually a lot of Bible characters who have kind of been in that exact same situation. They've been so desperate, they were looking for an end to everything. You see that in some of the Old Testament prophets in times when they're being hunted or persecuted. And you even see that in the life of some of the followers of Jesus in the New Testament. It's a dark time. And sometimes we face dark and difficult things. I might be saying, Mark, we're supposed to be talking about Christmas. And this is really, really, really serious. And I'm not so sure that this is what we're supposed to be talking. I mean, isn't Christmas supposed to be about something happier like baby Jesus and all of those things? Well, yes, it is. But the story of Christmas is so much more magnificent when you realize that it's not just a story for when we're filled with hope and we feel God close to us, but it's also a story for when we feel lost and broken and like God has abandoned us. And the truth of the matter is sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes we feel like God isn't hearing us. It's easy to believe that maybe God has abandoned us. And it gets all the worse when we feel like the people around us are walking closely with God and hearing his voice, and we feel like God is comforting them. And we feel like we're in some of the lowest times in our life, which if you're at a great time of life right now, praise God. I'm so thankful for that. But if this Christmas season has been hard and it's come with a lot of difficulties, just let me know. I just want you to know that not only do I understand that, but the Bible and the Word of God understands it as well. And really, in many ways, it's what the Christmas story is about. If you don't believe me, let's take a look at the beginning of the book of Luke. In Luke chapter 2, we see the Dr. Luke give an eyewitness account of the story of the arrival of Jesus in Bethlehem on that first Christmas night. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 2 together. It says this, at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And this was the first census taken when Cornelius was governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged and was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, in peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, 
It was just as the angel had told them. Listen, it may feel like you are forgotten. It may feel like you're lost. It may feel like you're desperate. But the nativity story and the story of Jesus' arrival is really a story of the Son of God coming to earth because you're not forgotten, because you're not lost, because you do matter to the God of the universe. Christmas is a constant reminder every single year that God put on flesh and blood to live amongst us in a world that he created and were broken. And every time I hear of it, I think of Edgar from Men in Black, like the alien who kills Edgar and puts on his suit. And although it was a lot more beautiful and way more baby and substantially no, well, no murder at all in the scenario. But it just makes me think maybe that's not a good point. My point is, is that the story of the nativity is this constant, beautiful reminder for us that God loves us, that he cares about us, that he came for us, that he left paradise and perfection, that he left the Holy Trinity, that he stepped away, maybe not completely, but he stepped out of heaven where Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were constantly in the divine dance. And he became flesh in blood. He became human and he experienced the things that we experienced. He experienced pain and frustration and disappointment and emotional hurt. And he experienced being beaten arrested, tried, mistreated, misrepresented, and ultimately crucified. And he did that because he does care about you and God does love you. And if you don't believe me, this is actually echoed all throughout the Bible, not just in the New Testament, as some people would like to say. It's actually echoed all through the Old Testament and through the Old Testament, all through the Old Testament and the New Testament. We're going to see that tonight as we look at a passage from the book of Psalms, the same book that we read from earlier in the Woe is Me from King David, and we're going to look at the book of Romans. Let's look and see just how it is that God loves you. Let's look first at Psalms chapter 139. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Romans 5 says this, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Jesus loves you. God loves you. And you may be going through a lot this season, and maybe there hasn't been a season that you can remember when you weren't going through a lot. You might be suffering right now. You might be going through a lot of pain, and it might feel as though God is distant. But the nativity story and Jesus' arrival in Bethlehem is a constant reminder that God continually enters our world, that he lives inside of us, that he draws close to us, that even if we feel that God isn't close or we feel like we can't hear his voice, we feel like we don't know his presence, that doesn't mean that God isn't there that he loves you deeply, that he cares for you intimately, that he's woven you together, that he's written something beautiful for your life. And if it wasn't enough, God not only loves us, but God also gives us 
purpose. That God creates us and weaves his story in us into his kingdom. That he gives us a place to fit and a reason to live. That he sets us in motion and partners with us to restore a world that we broke. That he sacrifices himself on our behalf, not because we deserve it, but because of his outrageous love for us. My friends, even when God feels far, he is never far from you. You are loved by an infinite being who has created all things. Something that George in It's a Wonderful Life didn't know. In fact, in his conversations with Clarence, he said he would be better off if he had never lived. And Clarence gave him exactly that wish. So that night, they took a tour of his small town to see what life would have been like if he had never lived. To see his family, to see his friends, to see the many people in town that he had helped time and time and time again. And he saw the grim circumstances that many of them were in as they were under the greedy hand of the Mr. Potter who sought to destroy his family's business and make as much money as he could off the people of his small town. And as we look at the last clip from It's a Wonderful Life tonight, it's a situation where, where George is heading back to the bridge, this time no longer looking to take his life, but asking to have it back. Hey, George! George! You all right? Hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George? Bert, do you know me? Know you? <laughs> you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals! Zuzu! There they are! Bert! What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! Well, Merry Christmas! Merry! Merry! Welcome back. Grimrock, by the way, welcome. Thank you for the follow and welcome to church. Guys, if we could just welcome Grimrock in. It's our first time here with us tonight. Thank you for stopping by. As we look at the closing of that movie, the real story is you don't know how many lives you impact or the beautiful story that God is weaving through your existence. Even when you're at your lowest point, even as George Bailey was at his lowest point. Even when he thought that his life didn't matter and that his family and friends in town would be better off as he had never existed, he failed to see the beautiful tapestry of love and compassion and hope that God had been weaving through his life, that God had been at work in his life, and you never know the lives that you're impacting or the difference that you are making, which, my friends, is why it matters tonight. You matter because you matter to God. You matter. Because you matter to God. I'm Mary. And God displayed the fact that you matter to him by coming on Christmas Day, by entering our world. In our sinful and broken state, he came with a redemptive mission to bring us back to himself. He wanted to restore a relationship with you, to walk and to know you intimately so that you would know purpose and meaning and that you would have hope. And he did those things because you matter to him. You matter to God. And because you matter to God, he came. And because you matter to God, there's nothing else that matters. 
It doesn't matter what you've done, and it doesn't matter what you haven't done. It doesn't matter how much you've given to a church. It doesn't matter how much you've served at a church. It doesn't matter how much theology you know or how many Bible verses you can quote. You matter, and you matter because you matter to God, not for any other reason, not for the good that you've done or the wickedness that you've lived in. You matter because you matter to God. There's someone here tonight who just needs to hear it, and they need to hear it more than once. They need to let it sink in. They need to soak in it, that you matter because you matter to God. So the reality of the world that we live in is there are stories like George Bailey's, but then there are stories that don't always end quite so well. And these stories are somber and hard, but they connect deeply to our hearts and let us know how important it is that we don't miss a single moment letting people know that they matter to God. A few weeks ago, we did a community night here at Lux, and as we were getting ready, I hit play on Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, and I got a call from my friend who leads Lightning Church. And I don't usually get calls from him, and especially not late on a Saturday night, so I took the call. Now, early on in the story of Lux, we had a young man who came into our church who came from a podcasting community that many of you know. He came in, his name was Chris, and he gave his life to Jesus pretty early on, I think on week two or three of our church. We connected with him, he joined a small group, he sought mentorship here, and he began to grow in his faith. But he was looking for a physical church. So I connected Chris to Lightning. He joined the church, he became really involved, even joined the worship team. There's even a point where Greg and I got to go out to dinner with him and hang out with him when we helped out with one of Lightning Church's live streams. But eventually there was a discrepancy over something and a disagreement, and Chris left the church. And I hadn't heard from him. And Josh had called me that Saturday night to let me know that on Friday night, Chris had taken his own life. As I talked to Josh and mourned with him for a moment, because Josh was very close with him and I knew him very well, I couldn't help but remembering the fact that a couple of days beforehand, I had seen him on the League of Legends client. I'd seen his name, and I had thought just for a moment, maybe I should reach out to Chris. But I didn't. And all reflecting on that, I wish that I had. I don't know that a single message over League of Legends would have even been seen, or if it would have made any difference in his life at all. And I'm not blaming myself for what happened to Chris, but I am soberly taking a look at my life and realizing that the promptings of the Holy Spirit matter. And what you do matters. A message sent to somebody in a moment, a need, a prompting by the Spirit to let people know that they're cared for or that they're loved or that somebody's thinking about them or praying for them. It matters. This Christmas season, don't miss an opportunity to tell somebody that you love them and that you care for them, that you appreciate them. And whether that's done through a gift that you give or a hug or a phone call or a text message or even an email, don't miss an opportunity to let the people in your life know that you love them because you will never know the impact that your life has. And if you're here tonight and you're feeling desperate, I beg of you to place your hope and faith in Jesus Christ. There is a God out there that loves you deeply and desperately. 
He wants to reach you. He came to earth to reach you. And the Christmas story is about the fact that there is a God in the universe who cares for you, who loves you, who wants what's best for you and has written you in to a beautifully redemptive story. Your life has purpose. It has meaning. And you matter because you matter to the God of the universe who has woven every fabric together with his words, who has brought life through his very breath, who holds the galaxies and universe in his hands, but cares about the plights that you deal with day to day. He knows when you mourn. He knows when you hurt. He's counted the hairs on your head and he's woven you together. There is a God in the universe who loves you deeply and desperately. And all of your hangups with Christianity aside, can I just tell you that you matter because you matter to that God and because you matter to us. Do not give up. There is hope and restoration and new life. God loves you. And if there is anything we celebrate this Christmas, if there's anything that will restore the heart of the holiday, if there is anything that will bring us back to why it matters that we celebrate Christmas Day, it won't be the gifts and it won't be the eggnog and it won't be the trees it won't be any of those things. It will be because we have remembered the fact that God came in the form of a child in Bethlehem, in a manger, not fit for a king. And he came here in the flesh, in our world, and experienced our plight, not because he has something over us, but because he loves us and wanted to be restored to us. There is a God who loves you, and if you will simply place your faith in Jesus Christ and follow him with us, I promise you that life will change. It will not always be easy, but I can promise you if you wholeheartedly let go of everything and surrender to Jesus that it will be better. If you're here tonight and you're placing your faith in Jesus for the first time, I'm going to pray and you can pray right along with me tonight. If you don't need to pray, they're not magic words. They're nothing super special. They're common words, but if meant from the heart, they have the ability to totally and radically transform your life. I am a living testimony of the fact that placing your hope and faith in Jesus wholeheartedly and surrendering to him in prayer radically changed your life. And there are so many people who are here in this chat tonight. If you're here in this chat tonight and Jesus has changed your life, put a five in chat. If you're here in this chat tonight and Jesus is more than your parents' religion, put a five in chat. If you are here tonight and Jesus for you is more than just a place that you go on Sunday morning morning, but he's radically and totally transformed your life and you are a new creation because you've placed your faith in him. Then put a five in the chat. You are surrounded by people, my friend, and I am talking to you. You are surrounded by people that know that you matter, that love you because God loves them and because God loves you and knows that you matter because you matter to God, not because of what you've done or what you haven't done. You matter because God has come for you and you matter to him. And you were surrounded by a crowd of witnesses that says, my life has been transformed, not because I've gone someplace on Sunday morning or I've memorized some verse or just because I've said some prayer, but because Jesus has radically transformed my life. And if that's you tonight and you feel the prompting on your spirit this Christmas and you're looking for something new and fresh and you're sick and tired of the tarnished version of Christmas that you've been handed down and you no longer want to participate in it in the way that you've done in the past. And if you're at the very bottom, if you're like George Bailey and you're sitting in the pub just praying, God help me, thinking that nobody is listening 
listening, and your version of that might be by your bedside or at your computer right now. Let me tell you, there's a God that listens, and he hears you, and he loves you, and you matter to him. So if that's you tonight, and you want something new, would you pray after me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. I don't know everything about you. I don't even know everything you teach. I'm sure I have some confusion. But I'm done trying. And I'm at the end. If I matter, God, show me that I matter. Jesus, come into my life and make me new. Start something fresh in me. Surrender my life to you and to your will. Fill me with your spirit and guide me. In your name we pray. Amen. Church family, if you prayed that prayer with us tonight, we believe that your eternity can transform, that your life can totally transform. As we gather tonight to sing Silent Night, the Christmas song, as you're reflecting on that, Please let us know if you decided to follow Jesus and joined our family tonight. We're going to put exclamation point committed in the chat. It'll give you a link to let us know that you decided to follow Jesus tonight. And if you're still on the fence and you just don't know, stick around. We love you and we care for you. God loves you and he cares about you. Now, let's start to close our Christmas service as we sing together, Silent Night. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Lux Digital Church. If Lux has been having an impact on your life, I want to encourage you to visit us at luxdigitalchurch.com and get connected to our community there. We're so thankful for you and we appreciate you. Have a blessed day and a blessed week.